So, I stumbled onto some four interesting truths about religion, so I'm just going to lay them out for you. Uh, Truth number one, Muslims do not recognize Jews as God's chosen people. Two, Jews do not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. Three, Protestants do not recognize the Pope as the leader of the Christian world. And four, born-again Christians do not recognize each other at strip clubs. And on that last one, I do have to ask... And no, that's not the question that I'm trying to ask there. My question is, how do you expect to see another born-again Christian when you're already worshipping the booty? How do you expect to see something born again if you're worshipping the booty and the organ in which you were born the first time in? You wouldn't be looking for anything born again at that point, would you? Not unless you're looking for that stripper's kids. Just saying. Like, I find it ridiculously odd how it is that people expect to find born-again Christians at strip clubs. Like, they're usually there, but it's not like we're going there to look for them. We're going there to look for the booty that they worship after hours. The one that the pastors will go and play around with after the sermon is over. After they're done preaching water, this is the wine that they come to drink. You know what I'm saying? That's what we go there to look for. Unless you're one of those women that just so happened to marry a bum for a husband or, you know, you happen to have let some dumbass leave his kids inside you so now your baby daddy's a bum, stuff like that, then maybe now those women can come to the strip club and look for something different. But in a sense, I don't think we can ever really find such people. I'd actually wager that we'd probably find the largest collection of multi-religious people inside a strip club. Which is why I think strip clubs should be considered a national treasure for their contribution to peace and stability in our great nation. But anyways, since culture is not my docket, I can't exactly do that. All I can do is start this podcast, which we should probably do. So, in classic fashion... Welcome to Break Time on Westside, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man that is very accepting of people from multiple religions, even the atheists. He is a man whose favorite form of cardio just started including skipping leg day. It is none other than your tall, dark, and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet, Tweet the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of interesting tweets, and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, you know the drill if I know the drill. And if you don't know the drill, then you can just listen to us say it. And if you know the drill, well, you can just repeat it with me. And the drill is pretty simple. It goes like this. You see that tweet, you like that tweet. You want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet. You send it to the Twitter handle of at D, which is my personal Twitter handle. Send it to my DMs and I will attend to it accordingly. On Facebook and Instagram, you can send the screenshots, the screen grabs that usually end up on those apps to the DMs of at Breaktime on website on both Facebook and Instagram, and I will attend to them accordingly. Now, before I go any further, I do need to address something real quick. For some of y'all who might have noticed this on Tuesday, the Battle of the Sexes episode came a little bit late. For those of y'all that were a little bit more keen, it came on Tuesday in the evening as opposed to the morning, so it was a little over 12 hours later than it should have come. And I will admit that that wasn't by design. It was actually a bit of a mistake that happened. I had actually uploaded the episode and prepped for it to actually come out on Tuesday at 8 a.m. in the morning. But unfortunately, there was a bit of an upload issue and I wasn't able to pick it up early enough because I've actually been a bit unwell. And if you've been listening to the podcast thus far, you might have probably noticed that my voice isn't doing that great. 
and it's because i'm actually still unwell as i'm recording this but well i was i was well enough to come out and record it so it is what it is we move regardless and normally i'd probably beat myself up about it but in a sense i want to accept that much as this is something that shouldn't be happening this is also a pretty good wake-up call to myself to remind myself that i'm human and i get sick and i go through issues and i'm not always a hundred percent so in the likely event that you notice something of the sort feel free to notify me i would be glad to explain myself just like i'm doing right now and a mad shout out to the person that actually informed me of this because i actually didn't know about it up until tuesday evening so the person that informed me of this you know yourself mad shout out to you i really appreciate the heads up and i believe that just about everyone that listens to this podcast when it comes out as soon as it comes out also appreciates you as well so that being said i think we should move from all the introspective shit and move into something a little bit more interesting so we should move it on to the tweets but before we get into that there was this discussion that was going on on wednesday on twitter and it was all regarding this whole idea of valentine's and what people are gonna do on valentine's because someone had posted up this picture of a poll that was done on instagram which had the question of what are you getting your man or woman this valentine's and someone had the audacity to answer with stingy husband gets nothing provider boyfriend and bill payer gets a laptop bag and sex and it kind of sent waves around kenyan twitter and people were busy talking about oh all of this just for a laptop bag and i can get why people are busy losing it for that because you know you can get a laptop bag for very very small amounts of money my issue is the sex part i thought we were at the age where sex isn't considered a gift like if you're getting pipe i don't think that that classifies as a gift it doesn't make sense why it would because first of all as a guy you're probably doing more work in that bedroom you're probably burning more calories on top of that you're paying her bills because you are getting the bank like you're laying pipe and you're paying the bills because she's allowing you to lay pipe not that i endorse the whole thing i'm actually against it because well sex is free and shit and when you look at it there is no special advantage that comes with valentine's day gift sex because if she says she's gonna do that thing that you like she probably still does that thing that you like either just before or just after you've given her her allowance and you've handled those bills so at what point is sex actually going to be considered a gift huh and first of all i'm wondering that boyfriend you're putting all this work you're paying bills you're laying pipe so you're burning both calories and bank account like you're burning both of those things just for pussy and then afterwards she's gonna give you a laptop bag and you're still gonna be okay with that and just pussy like what is this what in the equal opportunity world is this that we are looking at shouldn't we consider this male oppression huh shouldn't this be classified as extortion and possibly blackmail especially if that booty is black just saying like it doesn't make sense to me how it is that cryptocurrency is still being used as a gift option as well as a payment option it doesn't make sense because it's not like because i've paid more bills and because i've gotten for her candlelit dinner probably on a beach somewhere and it's all because of a holiday that i managed to take her out on it doesn't mean that she'll come with two vaginas she's not going to bring her friends so that we have a threesome no she's not gonna do that because apparently she's being all possessive so of course the whole cryptocurrency thing still remains the same the best case scenario that she's going to give you is that she probably ends up doing the 20 percent of the work that she probably should have been doing since day one 
and by that 20% is maybe she'll hop on the dick for probably what 8 more strokes as opposed to the 4 that she usually does and you know her kneecaps overheat. Kind of the same amount that she did for the Bassa challenge. Just saying. So fellas, homies, men, grown-ups, old niggas, I have to tell you all right now, stop accepting sex as a form of gifting. If she wants to use that as a form of gifting, even you give it to her as a form of gifting. Hell, you know what, you should probably give her the option of actually lying down like a dead fish, which she normally does, and you actually do all of the work and you don't complain that she don't do nothing. That way, it should work as a fair gift for the same clito currency that they seem to be giving us. Because clearly, we're being extorted out in these streets. And I don't like that. But anyways, it's your dick, it's your money, you'll probably get the laptop back, so it's entirely up to you. So we should probably move it on to our tweets for this week. But before we get to that though... Do you have controversial opinions? Do you like to engage in political commentary? Are you interested in current affairs? If so, this is Bungay's the podcast for you. You can catch myself, Sandrine, Jagame, and Nalo every week under Kenya Public Radio. Alright, so on to the first tweet. Nairobi ladies don't want to settle. All they want is beach life in Lamu, Diani, and Kilifi, Instagram pictures at Masai Mara, road trips to sandy deserts, eating and drinking at Sorova, and of course a rich boyfriend to pay for all of those in exchange for a wet crack. Well, in a sense, I'd want to agree with you, but I don't think it's a Nairobi ladies thing. And don't get me wrong, like, I think there's people that'll do this all the live long day, but we need to stop blaming this on Nairobi ladies. Nairobi ladies are good. They don't just want this, they want this as well as your sperm. And it's also that they can manage to trap you in child support payments and afterwards they can go and put up on, on their Instagram bios as millennial mom. Because guess what? There's a lot of millennial moms that seem to be doing it pretty well. Plus also it helps with brand endorsements because well you can advertise for both you and the baby and blah 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 you know multiple brands you get the point. So in a sense they probably want a little bit more than that but I'll say that this isn't a Nairobi ladies thing. <laughs> Alright I'm joking I'm joking I'm messing around I'm messing around. Anyways back to normalcy. Uh, this isn't specifically a Nairobi ladies thing. It's a many ladies thing. There's a lot of babes that want this. And of course, there's a lot of babes that are willing to, you know, share the wet crack or, you know, wet it themselves and then share it just so that they can manage to get a lot of this and more. And I honestly wouldn't blame them. I honestly wouldn't. Because when you think about it, it's probably not that much work to maintain because, you know, besides the one or two gyna appointments, you're pretty good for the most part. It cleans itself, so there's almost zero operational costs. Most of what happens is overhead costs, which includes her weave, her makeup, you know, stuff that's actually on the head. And in a sense, you think about it. If most of us guys were given the option of just sleeping with somebody multiple times, something that we would normally do for free, in exchange for free trips to the Mara, all your bills handled, you're probably gonna get a car, you're gonna live in a nice apartment in a high-end place or at least a mid to high-end place. All you have to do is look good and tolerate them sometimes even when they have boring stories and they black out half the time when you're doing it. And all of this is for something that you're just burning calories for. So in a sense, it's like a gym membership without the gains, but with money coming out of it. It's actually quite an interesting proposition when you think about it. 
and especially considering that we as guys burn more calories when we're doing it and yet we'd still be down to actually do it some more especially if there's money coming out of it makes you actually contemplate what the women are doing and it actually does kind of make sense because they're doing whatever it takes to get the life that they probably want and the best part about it is they don't even have to burn that many calories not unless if whatever sponsor is there that's busy paying for all of this tells them that they want their body in a certain way so they have to go to the gym and they have to eat a certain way and they can only drink wine and it's only till 9 pm stuff like that but that's a very small price to pay for quite a lot of gains so when i think about it i don't really think that that's too bad of a thing i get why some people would do it it seems like the easy way out and let's not play ourselves the hard way out isn't always the most profitable one so if they get a chance to do it i won't blame them for doing it but well there's definitely downsides to the job and they're gonna experience it it's not all roses even roses have thorns and they're probably gonna be feeling it but they're never gonna show you guys they're just gonna post up the good photos on the ig they're not gonna talk about the domestic violence they're not gonna talk about some of the horrendous shit they're made to do so in the meantime i won't blame them for it i think it's it's not a good profession for most people it's not something you can add to a cv but well if that's how you choose to live then you know it's your life but anyways i should move it on to the next tweet so on to the next tweet niggas date baddies then when she's baddying it's a problem all of a sudden fellas you have been called out because apparently these babes are baddying and you don't like them baddying because now she's your babe you expect that now she's your babe she's supposed to be goodying but anyways let me kind of put it in a way that most people would probably understand which is in one statement which is if you're not captain saver who do not try to save that hoe let me just put it like that and no i'm not claiming that every babe that is a baddie is a hoe no i'm not saying that what i am trying to say is stop trying to change some of these babes because yes maybe she was a bit of an asshole to you and you kind of felt aroused by it apparently some people do get aroused by such things they probably mistake arrogance for you know confidence and maybe she was acting a certain way which got you aroused and kind of made you want her a little bit more and maybe she made it look like oh if she gets with a guy she'll be able to hold it down with him for i don't know how long which looked like it was a bit far-fetched but you were willing to take a chance and now unfortunately reality has clapped its cheeks on your face just the same way she's been doing it with you and it's kind of shown you that this babe is not really going to change this babe is not mistakenly going to turn into wife material or a ride or die simply because she's with you and yes maybe it sounded good to try tame the monster back when you're trying to get into the relationship and maybe it worked for a little bit but ideally people don't change when they get into a relationship people can evolve but they don't necessarily change you don't expect a hoe to turn into a priestess you do not expect a priestess to turn into a hoe you do not expect a woman that depends on you for everything to turn into an independent woman and vice versa okay maybe that last part was a little bit off but either way you get the point so when you kind of look at it that way then you probably understand that there's some babes that you should probably just hit and leave there's some babes that no matter how much you might want to be with them there's a reason why people just don't want to date them and there's some situations where you just need to understand and accept that in as much as the public isn't always right this is one of those times when it was actually right and you take that l and you move regardless so 
That being said, we should move it on to the next tweet. So on to the next tweet. You will never look like the girl in the magazine. The girl in the magazine doesn't even look like the girl in the magazine. Dang. That sounds like bars. But anyways, that was a tweet, so I will address it as is. So in a sense, I think this is the internet's way of just telling you once and probably continuously that what you see on the screen isn't necessarily what's actually there. People will photoshop themselves, people will make themselves look all good for the gram and maybe for Twitter if they're into that kind of thing, maybe even for OnlyFans. And it's usually because people are trying to fulfill a certain kind of beauty quota or beauty standard. Because we are in the internet, the world now is a global village. The idea of beauty is being warped day in and day out. People are pushing the extremes, people are going for plastic surgery and everyone's trying to look good in a sense because sometimes your looks are what's gonna give you money. So of course you're gonna go for them augmented tits, of course you're gonna go for those butt injections, of course someone's gonna go for a bit of bleaching here and there. And the truth of the matter is, it's not that you personally are ugly, it's just that there's people that are setting beauty standards that are very unrealistic, not necessarily through augmented surgeries, but even through things like Photoshop, through filters through changes in lighting, through angles, because angles is probably one of the oldest ways that people have been making other people look beautiful. And it's made it such that with beauty standards nowadays, it's like getting a babe with big tits, a big ass and a super thin waist is something that you'll see on the regular, but in real life, it's like you're not gonna be seeing some of that. But I am here to tell you, you know what? It's okay to have a little bit of that fupa. It's okay to have a little bit of that cellulite. It's okay. We like that, especially niggas like me who have a sickness for the thickness. We appreciate that shit. It means that you're natural and we like it like that. Because I don't think that you can go and have a plastic surgery to have cellulite put in you. You can't do none of that. So please, don't feel bad going out without no makeup. Don't feel bad flaunting your cellulite. As long as you're trying to make sure that you look your best, whether it's through working out, whether it's through eating, whether it's through both, then it's perfectly okay. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of the body positivity movement, probably because I think that it promotes laziness to a certain extent, but I understand that the whole idea of making people appreciate their own bodies is something that it's trying to push and that I support. And I think that is something beautiful. So from us fellas that appreciate the natural, we love you. You keep doing you and keep trying to make yourself look better each and every day. However it is that you plan on defining better. But anyways. Normally I choose to end things here, but since I've seen that we have a little bit more time, I think I can squeeze in one more tweet just to discuss very quickly. So on to the final tweet. Would you tell your bro if his girl pulled a move on you? Hmm, interesting question. I'd say that that depends on quite a number of factors. So one, how close are me and bro because everyone likes to call themselves bro and fam. But how many people are actually that close that they're really like your brother? If they're really close, then maybe I could say something. If they're not that close, then I'm probably not saying nothing. On top of that, now the second part is, is my bro faithful? If my bro's been cheating, then I will refer you to the episode of Battle of the Sexes called TBH I'll Bang Your Girlfriend, where I stated clearly, if you're being unfaithful to your girlfriend and your girlfriend approaches me, then best believe I'ma do something about that. I will lay that pipe expeditiously. So in a sense, I'll be the one that'll balance the scales for the both of you. 
so that you're getting some, she getting some, and the both of y'all can still go back to each other and say I love you. Cheating at its best. And I have to admit, I'm not a fan of cheating, but considering that one of the only ways that cheaters actually realize that what they're doing isn't good is when it happens to them, I'm very well inclined to being a part of that solution. So in a sense, I'm pro-relationship in this one. But anyways, I want to know your thoughts on this. What would you do if your homie is in such a situation? What would you do if you're the person that's being approached in such a manner? The DMs are open on IG. It is at break time on Westside. On Facebook, it is also at break time on Westside. And if you want to slide into my personal DMs on Twitter, it is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening on CastBox, feel free to drop your comments there and I will attend to them accordingly. And before I finish off, happy Valentine's Day to each and every one of you. And fellas, do not accept pussy as a gift please and i will catch you guys on the next break take care